You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Fritz Cantina, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. Listen live on the Mixler app and follow us on your favorite platform, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Radio.com. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Twitter at God Stories Radio. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of God Stories Radio. This is episode 309. I'm Fritz. And I'm Tina. How's everybody doing out there? All right. Glad to hear it. Let me see if I can get over here where I can see you. Mm. There is a good-looking woman in the studio with me. That would be my wife, Tina. <laughs> and I love and appreciate her. She is my helpmate in so many ways. Oh. I don't think I could do life without you, babe. Thank you. I feel the same way. 100%. Oh, I appreciate that. Very much so. We got... Donnie Seeger, Ray Ray, all day, and Roberto. So good to have you guys on. Hey, guys. Welcome. Thanks for joining. Yeah, man. Kind of like guys' night out. I know. What happened to all the ladies? Where are, all Where the are ladies? the ladies at? <laughs> ladies got to log on. Where's Sarah at? <laughs> How was your week, babe? Uh, my week was great. Uh, Tell me what made it great. What made it great? You know, I have felt good. Okay. I finally put my money where my mouth was, and I, I, I made it to the gym. Yeah, that, that was great. I was so proud of you. And I'm uh, starting back again tomorrow. I took a couple days to rest because I'm going to be honest with you. I was tore up. I thought, you know, I'd just go through the gym and work every muscle and, uh, you know, just fire, see th if things were firing. <laughs> yeah, they were firing right back at me. So uh, I'm back at it tomorrow in the gym. Well, good for you. I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you, babe. And I, like I told you, you're looking good, too. You're back up to weight and, you know, you look like yourself again. Man, babe, you're just coming in here full of compliments. Well, I might just have to buy you dinner or something. <laughs> it just makes me happy to see you doing well. I appreciate that. Oh, oh Sarah's with Ray Ray. Sarah is with Ray. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. How are you? All right. So we got some ladies representing. We got the ladies in the house. All right. Super cool. Super cool. Well, I, you know what? It's just on my heart to open with prayer. Let's just, let's just do that. All righty. Father, we thank you. For this time, and we are honored that you chose us to be stewards of God Stories Radio. Lord, if we can touch one person out there with things that we have been through or things that we've seen or any kind of knowledge that could come from us, not that it's us, but it's you. And Father, I don't take this lightly, and I want you to use us to speak your words into somebody's life tonight. We thank you for everybody that's on Mixler tonight, and we thank you for everybody that'll be listening to this on Spotify or iHeartRadio or Spreaker or Stitcher, any of those places that they listen to us, Father. I ask that you bless them 
You meet them where they are, Father. Because we're a hurting generation. We see it every day. And it's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. Help us along, Father. Give us the words. Thank you again, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, babe. Just felt like we needed to do that. No, I'm so glad you did. I think we needed to do that. And I, you know, I feel his presence here. So, yeah, me too. It's pretty, uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty uh, evident in you know, the studio tonight. And that kind of rolls us right into what we wanted to talk about anyway, because a lot of times people tend to feel, um, distant from God, or they tend to feel isolated, or they're going through um, a lot of difficult times, maybe the lowest of their lows, and they can't, they can't feel the Lord. They, they're at their lowest, weakest point. Been there, done that. They don't know what to do. No. And I think we can all relate to that. I think we've all hit patches like that in our lives. Um, And I think God puts people in our lives and in our path at those times to help encourage us. I believe it. And give us the words that we need to hear. You know, and I see a lot of this at the hospital, too. People who've been in the hospital for months. And maybe they'll do well one week and then they'll have a setback um, or they'll have a couple of setbacks. Um, And it's hard to keep the positivity going and the momentum going because they feel like they're never going to get out of the hospital or they're never going to get better. And sometimes we feel like that in life too, you know, like our situation is so overwhelming and we feel like we're never going to get our way out of it. Um, and I, I, I just want to be a word of encouragement at that time for you. Um, cause I certainly know what that feels like. And I know you do too, that you're not alone. You know, we feel alone, but that doesn't mean that we are alone. And we have to be careful with our perception because our perception doesn't always tell the truth. Matter of fact, probably 90% of the time, it doesn't tell us the truth. Oh, yeah. Perception will lie. It will. And, you know, I love the fact that, you know, I've been back to school and and learning things. And we did this little exercise in psychology um, last quarter, last semester, um, where we did some visual perception um, tests. And it was amazing to see how quickly and easily our eyes and our brain could be deceived because we think we're seeing something and in actual truth, that's not what we're seeing, but it's the way that we perceive it. And I just want to remind you guys that sometimes our situations are in life are like that. And don't trust your perception but lean on God because he tells us not to lean on our own understanding, right? He you tells bet. us to lean on him. And then he tells us to wait. Yeah. Be still. 
And they didn't know I'm God. I think when you get those feelings that you don't feel close to God, it's not because he's not there. It's just because we need to work a little harder at getting closer to him because we have pushed him away or we have allowed room for other things in our lives rather than filling up our lives with him. And so what can we do? Well, we can go back into the word of God and listen to the word of God. We can, you know, that's probably the best way to get closest to him is to start reading his word because then he starts speaking back to you in your spirit. You know, you read that word and then little things start hitting you or you start realizing things or it leads you to other things. Well, that's the Lord directing you and guiding you and showing you things and saying, yeah, look at this. Look at this. Amen, babe. That The word is alive. Mm-hmm. It's living and breathing. Yeah, it is indeed. And I've gone back and read verses that I've read a million times and... I I get stuff out of it, stuff that I need. Yeah, and it might not always, you know, every time you read it, it might speak to you differently because, like you said, the word is living. So you go and you read a specific verse and you're like, wow, I never saw that before or that never meant that to me before because your circumstance is different now. Truth. And hopefully you're maturing in Christ and you're spending time with him. Mm -hmm. I think the key to that is, is just praying before you read. Yeah. Because I never used to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'd read and read and read and it was great. I felt good after I did it. But I never really had the words jump off the paper. Yeah, I think. Praying before you read the word is important because it's sort of like preparing your heart and your mind to receive his word and asking him to open up those things and open up your understanding so you can connect with him. And, you know, it's important to do because otherwise you're just relying on your own strength again instead of again relying on him. Amen. That's good, babe. Maybe... um since we're on the subject of hope, mm-hmm. is there uh, an experience that you could share with everybody about maybe a patient that you've had or an experience that you've had? I mean, there's been a couple of things, you know, where I've seen people who are really, really sick. And you can tell how distressed they are. You know, they've been hooked up to every machine possible you know and they're at their lowest point and they probably feel like they're never going to get out of there and the next thing I know maybe three weeks later I see them rolling out in a wheelchair heading home with their family (laughs) that's how the father rolls yeah so to speak yeah and it's a beautiful thing to see you know, I was grateful that the Lord allowed me to witness it, too. And I'm, I'm speaking to this lady who only speaks Spanish, you know, but yet we can understand each other because I told her, I pray for you, you know, and with her limited English, she understood. 
And um, prayers like music. It's a universal it language. It really is. Everybody understands it. Yep. And people see your spirit, I think, you know, especially in those situations when you are somebody who is, who loves the Lord and you have a spirit for the Lord. I think that you recognize that in other people. You recognize that in your interactions with them. And uh, they recognize it in in their interactions with you, too. Amen. Yeah, I've had several people who did not speak English. But you know what? We spoke the language of the Lord, and that's all that was needed. And it bridged the gap, and it helped me to provide them with care and love and compassion and to take care of them for the time that they were there. I've actually walked up to somebody and I feel it. Yeah. Before there's even a rapport established. Yes. You feel it. You're a kindred spirit. Mm-hmm. Does that happen to you? Yes. Yeah. It does. And I feel like, you know, when, when people love the Lord, that happens. It's like you're already friends in your spirit. <laughs> with these people there's already an acquaintance or and something established and i'm sure a lot of you have experienced that out there too i mean you know fill up the the chat there and let let us know about some of your experiences yeah let's hear from the boys and girls in the chat room yeah and i say hi back to you miss sarah <laughs> hello miss sarah um but yeah it's um there is an unspoken language, I feel, amongst us. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's the language of the Lord. So what advice would you give somebody that's feeling distant from the Lord? And, you know, speaking from experience, I mean, I can, and I can also say what I did mm-hmm. or would do, but what advice would you give somebody that's feeling isolated right now? And that's really where the devil wants you. Yeah. Out on an island by yourself. Well, the first and most immediate thing you can do is pray. You know, pray, repent of your sins, you know, and just ask the Lord to show you how to get closer to him, to show you how to um, how to, to feel, you know, because again, it's a perception, right? A feeling is a perception. Um, how to feel filled up by him and, um, you know, make steps towards that. So, you know, by praying, you can make a step towards that. By getting into his word, you can make steps towards that. And by trying to surround yourself with people who love the Lord and who will encourage and inspire you, I think would be the third thing I would suggest, you know. So if you're in the hospital, uh, request to see a chaplain. Uh, if you are just, you know, out in your daily business, then connect with somebody in a church or one of your friends um, who, you know, is a believer. Like, get around like-minded people, um, you know, that are yoked accordingly with you, with with your beliefs, you know. Because if you're a Christian, then you shouldn't be, fulfilling 
or taking advice from people who are not Christians, you know, because you live by a different standard. So it doesn't really make any sense for you to get counsel from people who aren't within that circle. That's truth. Uh, Let's see. Ray says, uh, I've been in a place where I couldn't pray. Every time I try, my mind would wander and I couldn't finish. Holy smokes. Well, I've been there. Well, I am there. Yeah. I'm about as ADD as it comes to prayer. Yeah. And that's even corporate prayer when we bow and pray at the church or something like that. 30 seconds in, I'm somewhere else. I'm thinking about what I need to do and what I need to handle and What's for lunch? I think sometimes when it gets ritualistic, it can get like that pretty easily. You know what I mean? So like uh, just taking you as an example, because you work in a church, you guys probably pray frequently and constantly. And sometimes you can almost give it a back seat because you're (laughs) thinking about all these other things you have to do or, you know. Yeah, because that's what you do in church. That's yeah. what you do when you're a staffer at a church. You know, prayer time is is regular. Prayer time is expected, you know. But you, like you said, you can easily take a back seat to it because it's, it's frequent and it's expected. And it's almost ritualistic because of, you know, it's what you do after the meeting is over or it's what you do before the meeting starts. And so, you know, when you're when you're finding that that's happening, then I would like break the cycle and try to to pray outside of that. Because you know, you don't want to interrupt everybody else's experience obviously. Um you know what thought comes to mind for me is if I was in a dire situation and I have been, I would want somebody's 100% attention to prayer. If somebody was praying for me, I would want that 100% attention. And when that thought comes into my mind, it snaps me back into reality. And I don't know, the Lord placed that thought in my mind, but years ago that I started thinking that. Mm-hmm. And then when I went through everything I did, and it's because of prayer that I'm here today. And there's somebody else that's depending on that. And that was the other thing I was going to suggest is that, you know, if you're finding that you're having that sort of spiritual ADD when you're praying is start praying with somebody that can help you stay focused. Amen. The race says, but I always trusted that the Lord was with me and knows my heart, even when I don't have the words or I can't put them to a sentence or pray. That's right. That's right, Ray, 100%. And, you know, not everything that we say to the Lord is spoken or through words, you know. Well, here's our groans. Right? So, you know, there's emotion. There's, um, you know, just even just what you feel in your core, you know, the very heart of you that speaks to him as well. So... It's not always with words. And um, I think intent is very, very key and important. And so I think what Ray is saying is that, you know, God can feel his intent and see his intent. Um, And I agree with that 100%. You know, well, he judges the heart. He judges the heart. Yes. Thank God he judges the heart and not my mind. Because we'd all fail. Oh, big time. Every single one of us, you know. Jesus was the only one. So, 
you know, I was thinking about that the other day too, which was, um, but let me just complete this thought, you know, get with somebody who can help you stay on track with prayer and don't make the prayer too long. I think sometimes we just think, oh, well, we need to, you know, really lay it out there for like five, 10 minutes or what have you when you pray. And I think for me, because I know that I have the whole attention deficit thing, I try to keep them really short. But you know what? I pray frequently. I pray constantly. I pray for parking spaces. You know that about me. I pray oh, for I little things. Oh, I used to make things. fun of you about that when I first met you. Yeah. But, you know, I just pray for little things and I pray throughout the day. But I think that's the way it's supposed to be. I used to pray before I typed and sent an email. You know? Wow. I mean, just things like where I needed the Lord, you know, I needed him in this or I needed him in that. And it just becomes second nature. You know, That's what he wants though. Yeah. I mean, what's the use if you can spend an hour on your knees and then you come out of the bedroom or wherever you pray and you're just back to. But those prayers take center. like three seconds, four seconds. They're not, you know, a minute, two minute, three minute long prayers. It's just sort of like I might walk into a patient room and be like, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Can you please show me? Guess what, guys? That's a prayer. Yeah, Ray says God's biggest concern is our heart. Uh, so true, Ray. And Donnie weighs in. He says, when I pray, I prepare my mind as if I'm going to see someone really important. Because I am when you pray. You are at the throne, at his throne. You have to be intentional about prayer and take it seriously because he is listening. Amen to that, Donnie. That's for sure. And he'll remind you that he's listening. That's what he does to me because <laughs> I, I just said a minute ago that when I wander off in my brain, uh, he brings me right back because I would want somebody to be intentional if they were praying for me. Well, I think we all would want that, right? Sure, yeah. You know, and that comes back to your heart, right? Amen. The sincerity. Absolutely. Of which, of what you're praying about, et cetera. Um, you know, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with with reaching out to the Lord when you feel overwhelmed, you know, in a in any kind of a situation. And that doesn't have to take a lot of time. And it doesn't have to you know, make you stop for three, four minutes. But it's important that you do reach out to him and that you do say, Lord, I need you. I need your help. I recognize I can't do this on my own. Um, but those are things that we can do in our heads really quite easily, you know, and we can con constantly be an encouragement for other people to do that. You know, or to have people when, when they're struggling, you know, remind them to reach back into their faith bag and and pull out a prayer or pull out, you know, time with the Lord, you know, or just pull out, you know, hey, do you have the Bible app on your phone? It's a free resource. You can play it. It'll read out loud to you. You know, I, I do stuff like that all the time because... People sometimes, they just don't realize what's there. That's true. But they God, don't realize the resources right at their fingertip. Yeah. But you're not thinking that way. No. You know, when you before. feel distant or you feel that God is distant, let's put it that way. You feel that God is 
forsaken you. And you're in that valley. You're in that desert. That's a tough time. It is a tough time. But I think what we have to do again is change our perspective and recognize that it's not God that's distant, but us who's distant. We're the ones who have, you know, maybe inadvertently pushed him away. You know, because he's always right there. Yep, always. Yeah, because he will not leave us or forsake us. But we're the ones who push him away, and we just have to remember how to get back to him. Ray says, amen, Tina, and uh, pray for the next step. He doesn't show us the big pictures, so we lean on him for each step of the way. Yeah, I feel like he hit the nail on the head with that one. That's big time, yes. Because... A lot of times we expect to see the big picture or we have an expectation of the way things should go. Absolutely. Right. And you figure, you know, when you're at your most vulnerable, you definitely have an expectation of the way you think things should go. But that may not be God's plan for you. And it's hard to get to the point where you accept that and you accept what he has in store for you. Um, may look different from what you had in store for yourself, the vision of what you had in store for yourself. Boy, that's a lot of truth right there, babe. A lot of truth. That's a hard one too, I think. Yeah, it is. uh, I probably said this before, but my dad always used to tell me, he said, uh, the teacher's always quiet during a test. Yeah. And not that you're always being tested. You know, when Aubrey passed, I went through, well, you know what I went through, and I went through a very, and I'm still going through it, just a, a bleak desert, and I thought that that God had forsaken me, and uh, I, I couldn't understand, and I couldn't get an answer. You know, thank goodness he sent the raven. That was <laughs> amazing. I couldn't dispute that. But it was at that moment that I realized that I had a choice to make. And I could run to him or run from him. And I could exercise the faith that I already had and that I already knew. And that maturity was telling me, my spirit was telling me, he's right there. He's right there. And the anger turned to joy. You know, when you told me that, hey, I believe that the Lord took her out of an act of mercy. And that changed my whole perspective, that he's a good God. He's a caring God. He loves us, and he loved Aubrey, and he didn't want to see her suffer. None of us did. I mean, she spent... 25 years suffering. Yeah, but I'd like to think that she also spent some years with a lot of joy, too. I believe it. Yeah. I choose to believe that because at the end there, she was happy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, um, I just believe that the Lord has our best interest at heart all the time. He is for you, not against you. Yeah. It's probably one of the hardest things to believe, right? Well, yeah. If he tells us no, it's 
for a good reason. Or if he makes us wait, it's for a reason. It's hard. Or if he takes something from us. It's if he for takes a something reason. from us. Yeah. I can honestly say um, when I read Job now, it has a totally new meaning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, we'll never even scratch the surface of what happened to Job. But still. But you had definitely a Job experience. I did. I had a, a Job-like experience, and I had a choice to make. And uh, I'd like to think that I chose right. Yeah. So God is good. I'm glad that you chose to speak about about Aubrey and what you were going through and what you have been going through because I feel like it's directly tied to what we are talking about. I was going to actually ask you to talk about it. Um, so I'm glad that you did. But, you know, I still say that, you know, Aubrey's life is living on in all of us. You know, I I believe that I, I tell you, I take her to work with me every day that yeah. I go to work. You know, I hope I I leave half the legacy she did. And, you know, I I don't know that you've found your your reasoning yet or your um, way to help her legacy go forward, but you will. And yeah, I've got to work through some things. And it'll, I think once it does kind of um, click, it'll make a lot of sense for you. It'll help put things together a little bit more. Amen. All the time, God is good. Ray, Ray, all day. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that. Wow. I, I don't know about anybody else that's listening, but I'll tell you, just talking through this stuff's been uh, quite therapeutic for me. Well, that's good. That's <laughs> I awesome. just hope it helps somebody else out there that's lost a loved one or uh, knows what that feels like or lost anything. Yeah, just that, going through the lowest of the lows. Valuable right? to them and, and felt like God was distant from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't know the why. You couldn't reason it, put all the pieces of the puzzle together. You know, me, I was mad. I just wanted to blame somebody because it was easier to be mad. That's usually the go-to emotion, right? And After I, yeah, people still, accept uh, it. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, I still struggle with bitterness. I think I, that's a tough one, yeah. Yeah. So, guys, then, pray for me. But then God brings you right back because then you go back to, to thinking about, well, you know, we don't know what she had in store in the future medically, you know. It's very feasible with her condition to know that she would have had a lot to go through. Oh, my gosh, yes. So it kind of brings you back to full circle once you start adjusting your perspective again. I think I beat myself up a lot in that regard because, you know, I was her caregiver for all her life. And I should have saw the signs. How could you? I don't know. She didn't live 
with you. I mean, that's just the enemy trying to get in your head. It is. It is. And I realized that. Now, early on, I didn't, you know, and you helped me. You talked me off the ledge a bunch, and I appreciate that. Miss Tammy, is that you? Hey, welcome to the program. It's good to see you. Chat with us. Anyway, we're just uh, talking about hope tonight. Hey, welcome to the show. Got a lot of good people on the chat tonight, so feel free to talk with us and chat. Talking about hope and uh, setbacks and God being distant and how we deal with that. Yeah, being in the valley, basically. Yeah. You know, when there doesn't seem to be much hope around, you kind of feel like you're in the desert. Wow. I have felt like I've been in the desert. Yep, but he's the living water. Amen. He is the living water. I keep thinking about Joseph. Everything he went through, he went from the prison to the palace in less than 24 hours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when God was ready. Mm-hmm. So I'm not expecting that, but I, I am uh, here for a purpose. I know that. And I have a destiny. I know that. And like you said, I, I need help to find my way. And I'm going to get that. Yeah. I'm yep. also going to get to go see my grandbaby. Yep. You are. And that's yeah, a beautiful That's coming thing. up. Amen, Robert. He's always there. Always, always. He'll never leave us and forsake us. Tammy says, isn't it cool, though, when God brings people in our lives just when we need that encouragement? Amen to that, because yeah. I think we're his arms and legs. Mm -hmm. People uh, can bless you. He can bless you through people. And I think when he wants to bless you, he always brings people into your life. Now, I agree with that a thousand percent, Tammy. That's uh, That is so true. He's done that for me. He's definitely done that for me too. And, you know, I get encouragement when I need it as well. He helps me to know that I'm on the right path. He, you know, gives me what I need in order to move forward and succeed. And because it's, um, it's not hard or it's not easy, I should say, um, you know, some of the, things that I've chosen to do, but I know that I feel that they're God ordained. And so that makes it a lot easier to move forward. Um, you know, and I would just say to you, babe, you know, don't let her death be your prison. Mm. Wow. So, you know, you have, God has gifted you with a life to live and he would want you to do the best you can to move forward in that life and to, you know, help Aubrey's legacy to live on. And um, the best way you can do that is just by being you. Amen, babe. Were there amen in you too? Look, Robert, wow, amen, Ray, Ray, that's deep, Tina. <laughs> That was deep, man. That was a heavy revy is what we used to say back in the 70s. <laughs> For all you that remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, there was something I was I was going to say. Yep. 
And I've said this before, too, even with her passing, some miracles have taken place with my other children. Yes. You know, my son calls me every day. We went from not speaking. He calls me every day on the way home from work. And that's something I'm that thrilled. God gave you, you know? It is. And I'm going to go out to Portland and see my grandbaby. It's another thing God gave you. Oh, my gosh. You know, I just, um, I, I, I don't have the words. All I can say is thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. What a great discussion. Yeah, I think it was um, something we definitely needed. Um, And just to remind you all that you all are encouragements for other people, including us. Um, You're all in our lives and um, we thank God for you. We um, appreciate you guys so much. Um, you know, just don't stop being that encouragement and inspiration for people because they need it. We're in a hurting world, like Fritz said, and, uh, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what you're doing. We all need encouragement. We all need hope. We all need love. You know, whether you're in a valley right now or you are on top of the world, And if you're on top of the world, I'm just going to be there to say, yay, I'm so happy that you're happy. Yes. Amen. And if you're, you know, in your lowest point, I want to be there to hold your hand and say, you know, I'm so sorry. And let's pray together. What can I do? How can I be there? You know, if God Stories Radio was just created to be a hand holder, then sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up. You know, I just um, I just want everybody to realize that, you know, it's not just, you know, we're fortunate and blessed enough that we have a platform that we can speak to other people, but you guys have a mouth too, <laughs> and you guys can speak to other people. Yes, and if you'd like to be on our platform, that's God Stories Radio Tina at gmail.com, God Stories Radio Tina at gmail.com. We would love Love, love for you to come to our humble little studio and and talk with us. And we just have a good time. We do. We have a good time. And, you know, you get to share your story for God's glory, as Fritz and Mike used to say. But, um, you know, it's it's not just a cool little rhyme. It, it really, that's what you're doing. You're using your testimony to reach other people, to provide them with encouragement, to provide them with hope, to provide them with something that says, hey, you can get through this. I got through this. You can get through what you're going through as well. You know, the key is always the same. The key is always Jesus. And, you know, we just have to keep pointing that out to people. Amen. Amen to that. Well, like I said before, if you'd like to be a guest in the studio, it's GodStoriesRadioTina at gmail.com. If you're not really a microphone type of person and you just want to jot a God story down, I mean, we've read them right on the air and we love it because it is God Stories Radio. Mm -hmm. But we would love to have you come in the studio if you'd like it. We're right here in Claremont. If you're close, come on. Or you can call in. We've had people call in uh, from the other coast. And uh, and we love it. We'll take you any way we can get you. 
because uh, we are God Stories Radio. And also check out GodStoriesRadio.com. And if you feel so led to drop some change in the jar, you can do that tax-free. And uh, it is tax time. So, And we thank the folks that have done that. And you know who you are. And we appreciate you and uh, love each and every one of you. So GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com or GodStoriesRadioTina at gmail.com. Well, we love you guys, and uh, we're looking forward to, to next week, what God has to offer. May even have a guest, or will I be in Portland? <laughs> well, let's take a look. I might be in Portland, guys, so uh, uh, there may be no show next week. But uh, Tammy says, I appreciate your encouragement every week. Thank uh-huh. you. Thanks, Tammy. For being you. And Ray Ray says, love y'all. We love you too, brother. And uh, we love each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you all for being on tonight. You have no idea how much uh, this encourages us to uh, to see you guys on with us. So. Yes, thank you, guys. So am I in Portland next week? You are. I am. All right, guys. Well, there'll be no show next week. I'll be in Portland with my grandbaby. So I will uh, post some pictures on Tuesday. Promise. all right so that about wraps it up for session 309 i'm fritz and i'm tina god bless you god bless